Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back for another episode, and I want to say happy June. We are in a new month. We are hitting the sixth month of the year, which means we're getting to the halfway point of 2019. Sometimes the halfway point can be both scary and motivating. You know, when you think about it, um, you know, you kind of like have, you're halfway through the race. So the race of getting through 2019 is either halfway, you're you're either halfway done or you're halfway there. Like it's a really kind of like the way your perspective, how you think about it. But the reality is if you have goals for 2019, um, you still have time to achieve them, which is very encouraging. And if you've been on your your goal attaining, if you've been working towards your goals this year, you know, hopefully, you know, you feel like you're on your way and 2019 is feeling like a breeze for you. That's my hope for everyone, of course. And if it's not feeling that way, you still have so much time to change it, shift it, make some different decisions that will help lead you in the direction you're trying to go in. I had set some goals for myself financially this year and the main goal I had had to do with savings. I wanted to really uh, become more aggressive with my savings and increase my savings, um, savings contributions, which I did in the beginning of the year and um, really do my best not to tap into my savings for anything. Again, I have separate savings accounts for different things and I have a travel savings and the last trip that I went on, um, which was I went to Europe, I went to Rome and to Paris, I did not tap into my um travel savings for the trip um I had planned the trip in advance I paid off the um the charges that were related to the travel prior to the trip and as far as spending money went I didn't tap into my savings I just pulled money out of my um regular accounts and in doing that I found I felt like okay great I was able to use that savings that you normally would have had for that trip I was able to re- reallocate that to something else So that's really been one of my big goals is to make sure that as I'm going through this year, I'm really becoming aggressive with my savings. I'm really becoming more aggressive with my retirement. um, And I'm really focused on more of the future in that way. And that's because savings is what reflects as part of my personality as stability. And so of all of the things I talk about on the podcast, I'm the most passionate about having a savings because for me and my personality, stability is important to me. Stability is more important to me than fun, than um, festivities, than celebrations. It's stability is what is important to me. It's what makes me feel safe enough to move forward with any other aspect of my life. So if the underlying of my finances is, is unstable, meaning I don't have any Um, anything to fall back on in case of an emergency, I really truly can't function. And so that is why I make savings a priority for myself personally. But it's also, if you listen to the podcast, it's the thing I speak most passionately about because I always say savings will save you. And there's always an emergency or something that will come up that you cannot anticipate that having cash savings, not credit, because your credit is not your savings. You can have all the available credit in the world. That's not savings cash savings your retirement is not your savings um your 401k is not your savings none of that stuff is your savings savings it's cash money in the bank that you have access to that you could get to in the case of an emergency and while all those other things are money in which you are saving in the technical term 
They are not the savings I refer to when I say that you should have savings. So savings for me goes along the lines of an emergency fund, of a place in which you can go to and access cash in case of an emergency or in case of something coming up that you then need cash for. So that was one of my goals for 20, 2019. I've been really pursuing that hard. Um, when I have goals like this, I, I make them automatic. Um, that way I don't have to kind of keep up on it. I shifted in the beginning of the year. I changed my contribution to my savings like around January 15th and I haven't looked back since. So that way I'm on my way to achieving the goal and all I have to do to, to keep it going is to maintain uh, the levels there by not tapping into my savings for unnecessary things. And so I just wanted to encourage you that uh, that if in here we are in June and you're feeling like a little discouraged because you feel like, okay, we're hitting the halfway point and you haven't been able to address your goals, don't fret. You have much more time. You have time and you have the ability to refocus what you're doing. You know, it's hard sometimes when you have a lot of other things distracting you. And the summertime, the summertime can tend to be a time when you can regroup and restart. You can kind of control or delete, start over, and really begin a process. So if you need that this summer, do it. You know, if your focus has been because you have children, they've been in school, and you've been dealing with that, and the summertime gives you a little bit of a reprieve from that because there's camp and it's a little less intense, utilize that. If for work for you, summertime is a little bit of a downtime, people on vacation, things not moving as fast, take advantage of that. You know, take advantage of the moments where things may just be slowing down just a little bit for you and refocus that on yourself. Because doing things for yourself and your finances is self-care. I know we have this huge culture of self-care out now. And it's a good thing as people should take care of themselves. Some of it is a little bit of bullshit. Um, and some of it is just being hyped up for the purposes of people selling things or selling experiences. Um, but really and truly, there are things that are self-care that go beyond, you know, a spa day and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, paying down debt is self-care. <laughs> Um, taking care of your of yourself financially is self-care focusing on your finances is self-care and making sure that you feel financially stable is definitely a mode of self-care so you know do that in these months as we kind of as the time kind of kind of slows down a little bit in the summer um, and if it does for you I hope it does for you and if it doesn't you know whatever time of year that kind of gives you a little bit of a slowdown use that opportunity to focus on the things that you haven't felt like you've been able to focus on all year so that you can achieve the goals that you set out for yourself. You know, it's really challenging to deal with your finances. I say this all the time. Um, it's the reason I have this podcast. It's the reason why I talk to people about money. It's the reason why I want this movement of financial emancipation to be something that people are constantly thinking about. It's because your finances are a pivotal part of your life. As much as we would like to make things seem like money doesn't have that much power, it does. Because money can buy you freedom. We talked about this on the last podcast, uh, last couple of podcasts, that money can buy you freedom. And it, it sounds, it can buy you freedom. At one point, it could buy you freedom in America as a black person, technically. Like, technically, your freedom could be purchased. But what money does is it allows you the freedom to live your life without the same restraints. Um, that come when you are struggling to make ends meet. And so finding a way to find your financial freedom, your financial emancipation is critically important to 
finding freedom in your life. And so there's so many different ways you hear different podcasts. People will talk talk about and focus on different things. Last month was Mental Health Awareness Month. And, and if you talk to someone who's a clinician, they'll talk to you about all the ways that you need to work on your mental health, which will then be as the core of your center of your life so that all other things can be can be um can operate in a space that is helpful and that you're enjoying your life right if you speak to someone who is a health expert or a health and wellness expert they will tell you that the center of your life the center of the focus is if what you eat and if you work out and take care of your body you'll notice other things in your life if you speak to someone who's spiritual or who's a religious person they'll tell you the same thing you can always find a center, right? One thing that will be the thing that will make your um, all other aspects of your life better. All other aspects of your life will improve when you focus on this one thing. For me, that is your finances. And I've said this over and over again. It's because your finances are a pivotal part of your life. From, the, from my perspective, it's a pivotal part of your life because it feeds everything else. I mentioned this last month is that in when we're talking about mental health and taking care of your mental health, there are many of us who need therapy. Um, I don't know a person who doesn't need therapy except that they've already gone through therapy. I say this all the time and I'll say it again. My own therapy was the best investment I've ever made in myself. I, I topped that over my school, over my education, over any the other dime I've ever spent going to see a therapist. I went for one year. I took a break and then went back for another year. So a total of two years I spent in therapy, one-on-one weekly therapy, the best investment. And it was expensive in, as far as it was an expense I had to, that I had to incur because I needed to, right? So I was spending about $400 a month on one-on-one weekly therapy and I needed it. I needed it to deal with some long and overdue grief. I had very much unresolved grief from the death of both my parents I had to deal with boundary issues of understanding how and when to implement boundaries and learning how um, I was implementing boundaries because I didn't understand, as my mother would tell me, she told me from when I was very young, I only see the world in black and white. And she told me I was about seven years old and she said, you know, you only see the world in black and white and the world is full of shades of gray. And I didn't understand it then. And it took me going through therapy to understand it, that what she meant and what she was saying. And it was very factual. That because I only saw life in black and white, I only had two ways of behaving in relation with other people. I was all the way in or I was all the way out. There was no middle ground. And so I had to learn that. And so I spent $400 a month to work through those issues. And I, I bring that up because I had to make a very much a financial sacrifice to do that. And did I, if, I, if I had not had the money to do it, I wouldn't have been able to do it. That's just the facts, right? I needed it. It was essential to who I am today. It was essential to saving me from from kind of feeling or, or lingering in a lot of negative space. I needed that. And I was able to have the freedom to make the choice to say, I'm not gonna do X so that I can do this. But I had to have, I had, I was able to make that choice because my finances were in a place and space where I could do that. And so in order to get my mind right, my heart right, my spirit right, I had to spend some money to get the mental freedom that I needed. And that's my point about where money becomes central to the to your whole life. You know, and having $400 a month for a year, right? And then another $400 a month for another year, 
you know, it was, it was costly, but for me, it was worth it. It was necessary. It was life-saving. It was essential. But there are people who have necessary and, and life-altering needs as it relates to therapy, as it relates to medical care, as it relates to anything, and they can't get it because their finances don't allow it. And so I'm not a mental health professional. I'm just a person who's a recipient of, of, of therapy who advocates for it. I am not a religious, you know, a religious aficionado. I am not a person who's here to, to pump religion to make someone's life better. I am not a health and wellness person. You know, I, 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 I work, I work out more in my mind than I actually do. And, um, I wish I worked out more and I wish I had that, you know, that in me to work out as much as I would like to. So I don't come at it from that. I know money. I know the importance of money. I know money in and out, how money can be intricate in all of, of all of these areas that we talk about that serve to make your life better. And so my choice is to use the, the idea of money and the freedom that money can give to really help people who seek to understand or seek to have a better life know that starting with their finances is a great way to bettering and improving the life that they have. So setting goals, as it relates to your finances, here we are in June, you can reset, you can start over. And in doing so, you can find your way to the other goals that you have. You know, if you have a, a fitness goal, you may need some money for the gym. If you have a health goal and you wanna buy, you know, and spend money on eating better and being in better health, you may need some money. So this is a good place to start. You know, I encourage you to go back. There are so many episodes, just kind of go back and, and the episodes are there that you can kind of go back and listen to them again. You know, I do that myself. Sometimes I'll spend a day just kind of listening back to some of the episodes so that I can be able to point you guys to episodes where there are kind of like jewels being dropped and you can go back and reference those things and be able to understand that you have the power within you, within your finances to change your entire life to change all the aspects of your life that you are seeking to change. They start with changing your attitude and relationship with money so that you can give yourself the freedom to choose a different way. Money and having the availability of money and the access to using the money that you have in a way that best benefits you, that changes your life. And that gives you access to the tools you need to change your life. This is not about being rich. This is about taking the money that you have and making the best of it, making the best decisions with it. So you are given the freedom to live the life that you want to live, the freedom to make the choices that you would like to make so that you can live the life that your heart desires. That is what this is. Does it take sacrifice? Yes. Does it take time where you have to tell yourself no? Yes, sometimes you're telling yourself no in the present so that you can say yes to yourself in the future. Sometimes you're telling yourself no now so you can say yes to your children and those people who you have responsibilities to. And sometimes you are telling yourself yes because you've done the no's enough. You've done enough of the work so you can say yes to yourself now. And that is what financial empowerment is about. That's what financial emancipation is about. Changing your life but starting with this thing called your finances and money so that you can give yourself the freedom you need to make all the other choices in your life that you would like to make that will make your life better, make the life of your children better, the life of your spouse or partner better, the life of future generations and your family better. So don't be, don't be afraid to start with your money. 
don't be afraid to, to think that focusing on your money is not the right thing. You know, you can't, it's very hard to focus on anything else when your money is messed up. Trust me. So we can talk about empowerment. We can talk about self-care. We can talk about all these things. But the reality is when your money is fucked up, nothing else really matters because you can't get out of that spiral because the world we live in, the capitalist society we live in, it doesn't allow it. So I'm here so that we can get our finances in order and be able to go forward into all of the things that will make our lives better the way in, in all the different directions and ways in which we seek it. So think about that, kind of mull over that. What is it that your goals are your goals for 2019? Even if they don't have anything to do with money, how does money play into those goals? How does money allow you to achieve those goals faster? And what can you do? What role can you play? Because there's no fairy going to come down and, and sprinkle some money on you so that you can then achieve your goals. What role can you play in the money you have right now, the income you have in order to get you closer to your goals for 2019? Because here we are, it's June and we're heading towards the halfway point. We're wrapping up the second quarter of the, of the year and we're heading to the halfway point. And once July gets here, it's going to zoom and you'll be at Christmas. So get yourself in preparation. Get yourself ready. Because this year is your year and it's the year where you're going to change your finances for the better so that you can make, make lists and work towards and achieve all those other goals that you have. It's not too late. You still have time. Just get yourself ready as we're ready to hit that halfway point. So I'm going to wrap up today. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions for me, send me an email at Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K, at thefinancialemancipation.com. Please feel free to send me emails about um, questions you may have, topics you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, um, anything you have interest in, send me emails. I love to hear the feedback. Um, if, you, if you're not already doing so, follow me on Instagram at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at F-I-N Emancipation. And join the Facebook group and follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.